Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls, where you'll get access to all of our bonus content. And we did just <laughs> lock down our next Booby Serials, yes. which is probably the most hyped and talked about series probably uh-huh. right now uh, is the Bridgerton series. Yes. Um, but we want to do it justice. So we're going to start from season one. Mm-hmm. We'll we are. Do, yeah, we're yeah. a little late, but. But we'll catch up eventually. And then when season three comes, we'll be ready to go. <laughs> the only reason I ended up getting into it is because I saw the queen, Chandra Rhimes, is the one who directs it, who yeah. nobody told me about. Otherwise, I would have started it a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, I've it's been on my list to watch. I just haven't gotten around to it. But um, yeah, the hype is is real about I this know. series. So I'm we're going to be starting that here soon. Um, so you'll want to sign up for our Patreon to listen. We'll do it like we've always done, where we'll have the first episode on our regular feed, and then all the other episodes will be on our Patreon. Um, but this week on the podcast, we are covering Life of Pi. Yes. Okay, I couldn't think of a name, but I need something um, with Richard Parker. Duh. But, like, I don't know what. <laughs> like, um, I, I can't say justice for Richard Parker, but... <laughs> definitely not. Like... <laughs> um, ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Or it could just be Richard Parker. Let's just go with Richard Parker. Okay. I mean, he is the star of this he show. He really is. <laughs> or this movie. Um, all right. So the book was originally published September of 2001, and it's written by Jan Martel. Uh, it has a 3.9 out of 5 on Goodreads, and it's 319 pages. And the movie came out in 2012. It's currently on HBO Max, if you are interested in watching it again. It's PG, which... I thought it would be at least PG-13, but they did cut out a lot of the gore and stuff, I yeah, guess. Yeah, why would you... I don't know. Oh, okay. I just I just thought, like, maybe going into it, without having watched it, yeah. I thought there was going to be a little bit more... I was glad that there yes, wasn't. Yes, yes, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, it's an advan- adventure drama fantasy. It's two hours and seven minutes long, directed by Ange Lee. Um, he- Ang Lee. Ang Lee, sorry. <laughs> it's spelled A-N-G, though. So it looks like and probably it makes sense because it is a guy. Um, (laughs) He directed uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, um, as well as Brokeback Mountain. Oh, (laughs) which is very interesting, which is very different from the other two. I have seen that, though. Have you seen that? Brokeback? Yeah. Yeah. Once that's all you need. Right, to see. I was gonna say. No you one, really only I, does anyone rewatch Brokeback Mountain? I, I mean, if you do, more power to you. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, so the IMDb synopsis reads: A young man who survives a disaster at sea is hurtled into an epic journey of adventure and discovery. While cast away, he forms an unexpected connection with another survivor, a fearsome Bengal tiger. <laughs> also, Cast Away just makes me think of the movie Cast Away. Honestly, which that one I could rewatch a zillion well, times yeah. over. I mean, yeah, Wilson, yeah. come Wilson. on. <laughs> I don't know. At the the tooth um, scene for me is a little much. Remind me again. Where he take his he gets a infected tooth. Oh and he has yeah. To, like, I have to skip through that that that's scene. Right. That's right. It's been a few years since I've watched it. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> this is my worst nightmare, by the way. What? Getting stuck on a boat with a I Bengal tiger? A, I actually have a fear of like open water. Ah. Like don't and, ever watch the movie Open Water. No, and I mean I've flown you know to Europe and to Hawaii and. It's very fearsome for me. <laughs> like, I, what is it fearsome I, I for know, you? <laughs> I know, but then TikTok has made it worse because there's I can't remember. There's an actual phobia mm-hmm. of open water, oh, I'm sure. um, and it is terrifying. Some of these like scenes from the ocean and this the storm in this movie is the exact reason why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's I crazy. get that. The thing about me, I'm not as scared of the uh, mm-hmm. open water. What, what what worries me or what scares me is like if you're kind of closer to the shore mm-hmm. and then if the like if you bottom out like if yeah. the you know sea level like drastically drops mm-hmm. that's what scares me yeah like you're thinking you're good you're good you're solid and then bam there's My like throat nothing is underneath you literally closing <laughs> you're still talking about it like i hate it like <laughs> Like right, moving not on. knowing where the bottom of the <laughs> I can't. It freaks but me out. But it's so pretty down That's there. So... <laughs> no, thank you. Anywho, uh, here's some interesting facts about the book. 
Uh, the book was actually reje- rejected by at least five London publishing houses before it was accepted by, I think it's pronounced Knopf, I don't know, uh, Canada, which mm-hmm. is the publisher who picked it up. Uh, the author Martel said that Life of Pi can be summarized in three statements. Life is a story. You can choose your story. A story with God is the better story. Um, let's see what else he said in a 2002 interview with PBS that he was kind of looking for a story that would direct his life. Um, he spoke of being lonely and needing direction in his life. And he found that writing the novel allowed for this Mm -hmm. to happen. And it meant his need to find himself, I guess. (laughs) Um, the UK edition of the book won the man Booker prize for fiction in 2002. It was also chosen for CBC radios, Canada reads in 2003. It won the 2003 Boak Prize, which is a South African novel award. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2004, it won the Asian Pacific American Award for Literature and Best Adult Fiction for two years 2001 through 2003. And then in 2010, uh, Barack Obama, former President Barack Obama, wrote a letter directly to the author describing Life of Pi as an elegant proof of God and the power of storytelling, which I thought wow. was interesting. I don't want to write a book if, if President Barack doesn't write me a letter like that well not, i don't know if you know but brock does this like yearly list of his favorite books mm-hmm. or like books you should read oh. i think that's like the highest honor oh, like if you make that sure. list like you've made that it. and like oprah's book <laughs> right. club i exactly. guess now reese witherspoon's reese's book club i don't know too. oprah's is kind of more you know higher <laughs> yeah. level than, than yeah. reese's some some of the ones reese picks i'm a little i question it's whatever target wants to to that's true market that's a very good point uh last but not least the book has been created into an illustrated edition in 2007 which i actually would love to see that i yeah. feel like it would be really really cool to see like the illustrations to the story um and then a couple of theatrical adaptations as well nice so it has an 86 percent on rotten tomatoes which is pretty good considering it does have a religious undertone to mm-hmm. it so people can be pretty radical with their reviews on it um the budget was 120 million which is a lot, but yeah. you got to think of all the special effects that right. went into it. Um, but it did gross worldwide $609 million. Wow. So it was crazy. It won four Oscars um, there, that year for best directing, cinematography, music slash score, and visual effects, obviously. I would agree with all those. Um, it was the first movie in seven years to receive an Oscar for best director without winning the best motion picture. Ah. Um, the one before that was Brokeback Mountain in 2005. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, yeah, directed by Ang Lee. Um, it was also the first film not rated PG-13 or R to win an Oscar for best director um, since Out of Africa in 18 or 1985. <laughs> wow. So, so, yeah, it was kind of something that hadn't been seen before. But, I mean, there's probably not too many PG movies that... I'm trying to think of Make the best picture list. I'm trying to just think of like this year's nominees. Yeah, I, don't I don't know that so. any of them were PG. Mm-hmm. So, um, Angley hired, uh, Stephen Callahan as a nautical consultant when he was creating this movie. <laughs> um, in 1982, Callahan survived 76 days adrift, um, on a rubber lifeboat in the Atlantic sea, um, after his sailboat sank. Wow. So like he knew, yeah. He knew what, what needed to be done. That's crazy. Sea. Two months. As, yeah. Oh, my god. That's gosh. not nearly as many as, no. as our friend Pi does, mm-hmm. though, right? He was 226 yeah. days. <laughs> um, so Toby Maguire was actually originally casted to play the writer in oh, this film. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I know. No, thanks. Um, but they actually decided to go against him because he was, quote, unquote, too famous. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They thought he would distract from the film. I mean, yeah, Peter Parker can't play a writer, right? Especially a no, when a there's a known writer. Especially when there's already a Richard Parker in the movie. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um. So, Sir, is it Sarai, Siraj Sharma, who plays? Good question. Pi? Let's let's look it up. It's S U R J R A J. Suraj. Yeah, it's yeah. probably Suraj Sharma. And Sharma, um, which is funny because Miss Sharma is in. Uh, Season two of Bridgerton. Ah, interesting. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, he was never actually on the boat with a live tiger. I didn't think that he was. <laughs> Some people thought he was. Um, most of the shots of the tiger are high-tech CGI. The only scenes, um, there were only a few scenes where they actually used a live tiger, including um, the tiger swimming in in water. Oh, that okay. is a real tiger. That makes sense. Yeah, because that's got to be hard to... To CGI. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Speaking of the boat, because um, I thought this was interesting, mm-hmm. on my cover of the book, 
you see the tiger on the tarp area. Yes. Not not like the bottom of the boat where he's mostly in in the movie. Correct. I thought that was interesting that they like flipped it. Or I guess for the book cover, they flipped yeah, well, it. Yeah, what is he going to You can't put the tiger. What are you going to. He can't be under the thing. No, not under, but he, he sat there for a while. Like in the, what, the, what is that? The bow? The, bo- the bo- I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not a good ship We're not nautical boat person. People. But do you know why I'm asking though? Because he had issues. The tiger was like, Richard Parker had a hard time with the Getting tarp. Getting up there. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought that was like misrepresenting of, of what actually happened. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, and just in case you were wondering, um, the American Humane Association monitored, monitored all of the animal interaction very closely. Good. Um, and no animals were harmed in the making of this movie. Thank goodness. <laughs> all right. So we talked offline here. Um, not too many people uh, to talk about in this film. No. It's a bunch of CGI animals and like two people. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with uh, Pi, Pi Patel who is the main character of this film. So there's, we get a couple different versions, like a really young one, mm-hmm. like a preteen one. And then the main actor pie. And then we get the adult pie. Yeah. So, uh, I'm currently talking about the teenage pie that gets stranded in the, in the boat. Right. Where you <laughs> see the, the majority. In yes. The film. Um, his name is Sur- Suraj. I think so. Sharma. This is actually his very first movie ever. Um, he, uh, was in the movie or in the TV show Homeland and then the new series, How I Met Your Father that just oh, launched. He's in that? Yeah. So he's quite a bit older now, you know, but, uh, he actually had no intention of being in this movie. He went to the audition because his brother was auditioning and begged him to go. So his brother said, Hey, if you go with me, um, I will buy you a sandwich at the end of the day. So he went with his brother audition and ended up beating out like 3000 kids and his brother and his brother. <laughs> that sucks. I hope he bought his brother a sandwich at right. the end of the movie. I mean, one could hope, <laughs> but I thought he'd really, I mean, for this being his very first mm-hmm. movie and having to do it, like, I just feel like as an actor, it's gotta be so hard to act with nobody else. Yeah. Like this, this kid came in with no acting experience and literally just did it by himself. What I want to know though is has like, was he in Bollywood before he was in Hollywood? Maybe he does have some acting chops. We just don't know about it. I mean, (laughs) I don't (laughs) think so. I think that they would still credit it. That's true. I guess. Yeah. That's a good point. But no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I can barely talk to myself just in my room. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, um, a camera, but I loved him because I thought he was so emotive mm-hmm. and like his facial expressions, like you really yeah. felt everything that he was feeling, which yeah. is like pretty impressive yeah. right? as a young actor who's barely done anything or not done anything realistically. Yeah. I thought he was really, really good. Yeah, I thought he was awesome. Um, I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen him in bigger roles yeah. yet. So, but maybe he's also good looking. Yes. Uh, I'm just looking at his IMDb. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> All right, so moving on um, to adult Pie, who we see in this movie as um, being interviewed by a writer about his story, um, played by, I'll try it, um, mm-hmm. I think it's Irfan Khan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was in Jurassic World, um, The Amazing Spider-Man. He was also in Slumdog Millionaire. Mm. He was the first Bollywood actor to star in two films that won the Academy Award for Best um, Director with being um, Slumdog Millionaire and Life of Pi. Um, and then they both also won for um, cinematography and original score. That's cool. So he's the game show host, right? In Slumdog, I'm trying to remember. Uh, no, he's like a police investigator or something oh, along those the, lines. Who is the? Um, but unfortunately, he did pass away in 2020 at the age of 53 of a colon infection. Oh wow, I had no so, idea. That's sad. Yeah, really sad. And I don't know if it had anything. If it was brought on by covid but it seems like it was early on in covid so yeah. i'm not sure if it was anything to do That's with super that sad. So that is really sad because i thought he was really good mm-hmm. i did too <laughs> so, uh, but yeah so those are really the only two characters to talk about there's a writer in the movie i don't even think we get a name of this His, writer in either. the mo- in like the imdb he's just listed as writer there's no name <laughs> or anything you know so well, there you have um, it and there's you know there's the mom and dad but not there's nothing really there and then the animals you mean you're not going to give me the rundown of all of the animals? I mean, orange juice is the orangutan. Love it. Um, which is interesting because I grew up with a dog named Apple Juice. Did you? Yeah, we called him AJ. That's really cute. Mm-hmm. So, is there like a story behind Apple Juice's name? Um, no, we were we adopted him from a rescue, 
And we brought him home and we were like, what should we name him? And we couldn't figure it out. And my brother was drinking a glass of apple juice. And he goes, how about apple juice? And we're like, okay. That's pretty so great. So we used to call him Appy. Appy juice. <laughs> and <laughs> now you have an Abby. Now I have an Abby. That's interesting. I know. I didn't get as creative with her name. I love her name. I the know. fact that it's spelled I-E instead of well, Y. That is the classy way to do it. I was just <laughs> in a full-on panic mode when I brought her home. I was like, I don't know what her name is. <laughs> I mean, you could always just name your dog after another animal. Like I did for you, for yours. <laughs> yeah. kid. All right, time for who said it. This might be hard because, again, there's not a lot of dialogue, so I had to, like, dig deep for some of these. Okay. Um, your first quote is, it wasn't God who saved me. It was medicine. Reason is my prophet, and it tells me that as I watch stops, so we die. Hi. No, um, no, <laughs> I think it was his teacher, Mr. Kumar. Oh, it was okay. like towards the beginning of the book. Okay. Uh, next one is, I suppose that's what we're all trying to do. Love God. The priest. Mm, father, his dad. Oh, I was going to say father. That is <laughs> what you call a priest as well. Let's <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah. So technically I'm right. <laughs> Fine. Uh, last but not least, if you stumble at mere believability, what are you living for? Isn't love hard to believe? Yes, pass. <laughs> okay, I off offline. You asked me if we were going to do F Mary Kill. Yeah. Um, yes, and we're going to do it with animals. <laughs> Disgusting, but okay. <laughs> Listen, okay. Technically, these animals are metaphors for actual people in the story, but we won't go to get into that, right? Um, so, strictly based off of the animal, if you were an animal in the wild, okay, <laughs> who would you F Mary or kill? What kind of animal am I? I'll let you decide. Okay. Um, between a tiger. Well, okay. so between Richard Parker. Okay. The zebra, which I don't think the zebra had a name. No. And orange juice. Okay. I thought you were going to put the hyena. Absolutely <laughs> not. The hyena dies without an hour. Um, I'm definitely marrying orange juice. <laughs> 1,000%. Yeah, you'll your bananas. Right. Um, and then I will um, float out at sea with the tiger because... Mm. He's very ferocious. Yep, yep. Um, and then I got to kill the zebra because the zebra did not last very long. <laughs> Poor zebra. Oh, my gosh. That, we'll get to it. But that scene where he just like, he or she, I don't know, falls from the ship into the boat. Oh, I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, I actually put this together and didn't put any thought into uh -huh. my answer. Also, what are you? What kind of animal are you? Um, I will be um, a giraffe. Oh, interesting. Okay. Or a hippopotamus. <laughs> it's two totally different things, but okay. Um, I think I'm going to go with your same answers. Yeah. Um, but I am a cheetah. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, that's just how I am in life, too. <laughs> Would have said more of a meerkat. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I do have the blank stare down really you well. Do. You do. You're very alert. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this. It's not so that I feel like this is going to be pretty short because we were talking about how like a lot of it is just like there isn't a lot of dialogue. It's a lot of just visual floating basically <laughs> places. Yeah. Um this movie is visually stunning. Beautiful. Um it's very I guess I mean it did come out in 3D. Obviously I didn't watch it in 3D, mm. but I could see how like it was made to be seen in 3D. Totally. So. The only movie I've ever watched in 3D was Avatar. Same. But I could watch this 3D for sure. I watched Avatar in 3D when it came out in theaters. And then I saw Alice in Wonderland, oh. um, where Johnny Depp was mm. the Mad Hatter. And it wasn't good at all. There's just certain movies. Like, why would you even make that 3D? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's other ones I saw in 3D. Also, but... like, when is Avatar 2 coming out? <laughs> it's been, like, over a decade, Dude, I feel like. Total tangent, right? But, so, I still work in radio. I started out in radio in 2009 mm. <laughs> as a street team member. Right. And one of the cool things was we got to work movie premieres and Avatar was one of my very first. <laughs> and it, I, so very, it's been more than a decade. It's been almost 13 or 12 to 13 years because I was an intern when I saw it. James Cameron, what are you doing with your life? I literally have been with <laughs> iHeart for 14 years. <laughs> You don't say. You don't say. It feels like 25. <laughs> feels like your whole life. I know. So anyways, yeah. Anyways, Interesting. So let's start out with the movie. So the movie starts out um, in the longest intro I have ever seen in a movie. <laughs> it's, I swear it's five minutes long. But it's but beautiful. It is beautiful. We get like a beautiful landscape of this zoo. Really pretty animals. But it's no joke at least five minutes mm -hmm. long mm -hmm. of just scrolling credits and this zoo. Yeah, why which not? Which is fine. Um, and then we see Pi, 
um, older Pi, talking to a man about his childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't really how, this is not how the, the book opens. No, though. the book, well, I don't know if your version had it, but the book actually starts with a note from the author. Right. Yeah. Uh, basically talking about like how the story came to be. Um, and then the, the actual book starts with Pi talking about his life and the fact that like he went to university and some weird story about a study on sloths he did for a <laughs> while. Um, one thing that was different though, in the movie we're in Montreal mm-hmm. in, in present day, but in the book they're in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's basically how it starts. And then he kind of goes into the conversation with the writer about his childhood. What a weird difference to make like who cares between toronto and montreal like why would you change it i have no idea maybe people are very adamant about their their canadian cities that's strange (laughs) um but yeah so we do get a little bit of his about his upbringing um we don't get any like in the movie we don't get really any mention of his higher education or much of any of that um we find out that he was named after a swimming pool Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. that his real name is actually was it Piscine. Piscine. Mm-hmm. Um, Molitar. <laughs> yeah. And he used to um, get made fun of a lot um, in school for his name because kids suck. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, so he did end up uh, shortening his name to Pi, though. Yes. Um, he reinvented himself. <laughs> Since we're doing tangents, I think I've told you this before. Um, my name is obviously Rosha. It is. Um, and in order to kind of tell people, like, how to spell my name, because a lot mm-hmm. of times they don't get it right, I get, like, a question of, like, well, why isn't there a W in your name? Because that would make mm-hmm. it easier to know that it's Ro and not Ra. And I'm like, because an O makes an O sound. Um, but anyway, because that kind of question yeah. came about, there was this kid in middle school every single day he would walk in and be like row 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 your mm. boat gently down this i still have nightmares that's why you don't like it when people call you row row at all <laughs> especially because it's a certain someone that calls me that. there's one person that calls you that yes and- <laughs> anyway tangent complete but yeah i get it i under i sympathize with pie yeah well i call you roshi so that's okay i guess it's like yoshi yeah exactly um so we we find out that this writer is talking to adult pie um, to hear his story um, because he has been told that he has a story that would make him believe in God. Um, so we start getting again, a little bit more flashback of Pi's life um, growing up and he grew up in French India, which I had no idea was a thing. Neither did I like, I need to know if that's a thing. Well, it's not anymore, right? Because in 1954, they oh. gave it, like, the French gave it back to them. And now oh, it's just, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But how fascinating. Super cool. Like, I know there's, like, French Canada, but, you know, like, there's still a lot of French <laughs> well, influence. I don't know about you, but I think Canada thinks they are France. Yeah, at least the Eastern, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the Eastern part. If you go to British Columbia, not so much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of really cool. And, and like, you almost kind of wish it was still like that it was interesting it gave me kind of vibes you remember when we did the last letter from your lover Mm -hmm. the french riviera that was kind of the vibe i was getting and then i was like oh and then you turn the corner and it's india yeah it's very drastic of a change Mm -hmm. between town to town yeah and so we we find out that his dad um decided to open a zoo naturally (laughs) because why not um also if you've ever seen the movie we bought a zoo it's great Mm -hmm. you should watch it i haven't seen that it's matt damon Yeah, Yeah, it's real good. Um, And that his mother is a botanist, and that's kind of what brought them together. And so, so so very cute. Um, We never got in the movie the mentions about like pies, you know, the ethics of of the zoo, Mm -hmm. and like trying to figure out if the zoo was ethically okay or or not. Yeah, like he kind of struggled with that a little bit. Well, not only that, but like. The book, to me, read more of, like, a zoologist's manual, if yeah. I'm being honest. There was a lot of, like, talk about different mm-hmm. animals and, you know, yeah. the natural course of, <laughs> you yeah. know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Cycle. Yeah. No, what's that word called? Evolution. <laughs> Evolve. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. We, we definitely did not get that in the movie. I yeah. think that was fine, though. I don't know yeah. that, like, that did anything for me necessarily no. in the book. No, I, I think don't this think so. book could have been even shorter if we had taken this. <laughs> it really out. could have. Um, so we do find out though that in present day, um, Pi is actually a Catholic Hindu. Yeah, which is very rare. Um, but we've, you know, his growing up, his mom taught him all about the Hindu gods. Um, in college, I took a um, Eastern religion class. Oh. It was 
fascinating. We, cool. we learned about Hindu. We heard about Islam, uh, Buddhists, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I, I was like, if I had to choose another religion, it would be Buddhism. Probably. I could see you do that. Yeah. It just what? seems very calm. What do you know about Islam? Not much. <laughs> Not much. Do you know who the prophet is? No. Oh, God. You didn't learn one thing? That was like literally 14 years ago. The prophet Muhammad? Ago. You don't know that his oh, name is yeah. Muhammad? <laughs> it would probably be... If, if, if I wasn't Catholic, I'd probably be a Buddhist. If I wasn't Buddhist... I mean, I do enjoy the Hindu gods. Mm-hmm. I think it's very fascinating. I think that's very close to like where like the Egyptian lore yeah. and all that stuff is. So I think it's fascinating. Not really relevant to what we're saying, but since we're mm-hmm. talking about religion, I personally feel like there is so much connectivity between mm-hmm. the religions. Yeah. It's so interesting and fascinating to me that there's so much like turmoil or like yeah. the religions are so at odds, especially considering in how e- similar they especially are. Especially <laughs> in Eastern religion. Yeah. Like if you look, well, even Christianity yeah, and Islam is very similar, but because they have different like beliefs in certain things they're at odds but Jesus if you really get down <laughs> there you go you know it's, what i mean it's very uh, muddled if i do say it so is. myself you know what i think believe what you want to believe yeah. and you know what my thing is i'm gonna believe because if i'm wrong i'm wrong but i'd rather believe and be wrong than not believe and be wrong you know what i mean like at the end I, of the day i think like, i followed if you I did, <laughs> if i didn't believe and that would cause, and it is true, uh-huh. and it causes me not to go to a good place at the end. Uh-huh. I'd rather just believe that it, okay. it is what it is. The whole time I was reading this, I was thinking, your mom would love this. Yeah. Even the movie, I think she would really like. Anyway. She would too. <laughs> She'll probably watch it. Don't worry. She's our biggest fan. That's true. <laughs> um, so anyways, we find out. Oh, I did like this one. He, when he was saying that his mom, you know, he grew up with his mom telling him about the Hindu gods, that these gods became his superheroes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and that's interesting to think about because even in Western culture, you think about kids grow up watching Hercules and yeah. watching movies about Zeus and that's true. all these Greek gods that are kind of like their superheroes, yeah. which I think is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, like the Marvel people yeah. are raised super or gods, exactly. you know? <laughs> exactly god of thunder (laughs) um but anyway so we find out that um that in the movie at least the reason he got into catholicism is because they were vacationing somewhere they were visiting family and him and his brother were bored and his brother dared him to go down to the catholic church and drink the holy water which is like a huge (laughs) no-no right which (laughs) i thought was intriguing i think the in the book he just stumbles across it right I think the way they describe it is like there's a hill and if you go mm-hmm. left, there's the Catholic church. And yeah. then if you went right, it was the Hindu mm-hmm. uh, temple. I don't know. I don't know for sure. But yeah, it was like he stumbled upon it. He yeah. wasn't on a dare. It wasn't anything like, you know. Mm-hmm. But in both instances, he ends up talking to the priest and the priest gives him, you know, insight to the religion. And that's that's kind of where um, that all started. Um, you know, they talked about sacrifice and whatnot. And um at that night, his dad basically was like, I don't believe that someone can be multiple religions. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, especially when you're thinking about converting, like, you know, there's probably some parts of the religion you, you like, and you believe in, and some yeah. parts that you're like, eh, you know, not so much. That's fair. But it, Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think it'd be very easy to be a Buddhist and something else. <laughs> I can because, see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just because they believe in very different things. Um, and more, I feel like Buddhism is more like a, um, a lifestyle, a lifestyle. It really is. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, and you no, can say that about that. some other religions, but yeah. Uh, so a l- little different in the book when, when they're kind of doing this conflicting of like, well, you have to pick one. You can't have all, they actually come, him and his parents come across like a holy man from each of the different mm-hmm. religions that he has come, Pi has come to like know or whatever. Yeah. And they have this like confrontation in the middle of like the town yeah. where each one's like, no, you have to, you have to pick one. And he's yeah. like, well, why, why can't I just mm-hmm. love them all and like yeah. be part of them all? And that's actually the part where his dad goes like, that's, I guess that's what we're all trying to do is just love God. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, he does in the movie say that he wants to be baptized and, and all stuff, but like we don't get the real conflict of all of trying to mm-hmm. like figure out your religion. And I was trying to figure out like, if that was good or bad, because I do feel like this movie does have an underlying religious tone to mm-hmm. it. 
Um, and I feel like they took out so much of his struggle about religion that it, you could watch this movie really and not, not really feel the religion in it much at all. I mean, as someone who's not really religious myself, I actually didn't mind it. I feel like to me, this was a cinematic yeah. thing for me more so than like, absolutely, you know, a religious thing. Um, it's, I guess it's just whatever they felt like they wanted to get out of this movie. And I don't think it was for religious purpose. Right. You know? Right. So I don't know where I felt like the book had a little bit more. Oh yeah. Leaning way definitely. more towards that. Uh, so anyways, in the movie now uh, we get introduced to Richard Parker, which in the movie very quickly, we find out that Richard Parker is the new Bengal tiger Yeah. <laughs> in the book. You don't really realize that Richard Parker is a tiger for like a little while. That's like, true. You kind of, you're like, Oh, you kind of just think Richard Parker is a man right. for, for a little while until you figure out that he's not. Um, but we also don't get a Richard Parker backstory. <laughs> Would you have liked one? I mean, sure. I mean, we kind of do. Not he really. He, we, he says how we got the name. Basically, but. we find out that Richard Parker got his name because the the person who captured him, his name was Richard Parker, and the names got switched on the yeah. forms, and then they thought it was he funny. He was what, so Thirsty? Thirsty something yeah. hunter or something. And then they swapped yeah. him. Um, but I think it, I think in, like the backstory is that like – Richard Parker's mom like killed like a bunch of people or something. And that's why they hunted the, the, him. Down. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, we don't get to find that part out. I think it's for the best. <laughs> so we get this scene in the movie where pie goes to the lion cage and he's trying to feed Richard Parker by himself. Yeah. And just about when the tiger is like possibly could be attacking his arm <laughs> for this food his dad ends up pulling him away and was like, you know, yells at him, tells him, you know, you shouldn't be doing this by yourself. And that the dad says like, this tiger is not your friend. These animals don't have souls. Like they want to eat and that's about it, Mm -hmm. you know, and they want to survive. So his dad makes his brother and pie sit there while they feed a live goat to the tiger as like a lesson. Mm -hmm. So in the book, though, it's a little different. He does it like completely unprovoked. Right. <laughs> I was like, I, I, in the movie, it made more sense because he's like, okay, you yeah. did something bad. I'm going to teach you a lesson. Mm-hmm. In the book, he's very much like, well, these kids have to learn, how, you know, the ways of the world. And yeah. So he basically does it unprovoked. It's, it happens in the same way. It's not Richard Parker in the book, though, that he uses. It's another mm-hmm. tiger. And then they go on like a spree of the... Uh, zoo and he's like okay this animal does this thing and that, that's why they're bad and then this Sounds animal does traumatizing right I'm like okay I get why they did it or how they did it in the movie in the book mm-hmm. he's just like yeah I'm just gonna you know traumatize my children and then hope that they turn out to be good yeah. good kids <laughs> yeah I mean it's kind of it's interesting because you know even a little bit going back to where uh, we get I didn't mention this but there's a scene where Pi learns how to swim because mm-hmm. his dad just throws him in there yeah. or whatever. And I felt like that was the scene where we get where the dad like teaches him a hard lesson, like, well, sink or swim yeah. type thing. Um, but where in the, in the book for the swimming, we actually get his dad showing him how to like fully swim, not just like a, right. Here you go. Well, I think it's his swim instructor. Yeah. Not yeah. His dad. yeah. Sorry. But <laughs> yeah. like, you know, he, he actually right. gets a lesson or whatever. Um, but in, in this instance, he's like, let me teach him a lesson about, you know, this harsh lesson right. about animals. So I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Um, but now we see Pie. He's a little bit more grown up. He ends up meeting a girl randomly while he's playing the drums while she's in a dance class, which doesn't happen in the book. Nope. There's no point of it in the movie because she's in like two scenes. I, I remember you said this a few episodes ago. I don't remember which movie we were covering, but how you mentioned how like they always feel a need to bring in some sort of a love interest or like love story into movies. It's like, why? Why? Because yeah, you're right. It was not in the book. He Mm -hmm. at no point meets this girl or like really any girl. It's all about him coming of age and all this stuff. Like I had, I didn't see any point. No, no point. He like introduces her to Richard Parker and I was like, she's not going to stick around. Don't introduce her. (laughs) No point. Um, but anyways, uh, we find out that Pi's dad has decided that they are going to move to Canada. They're moving to Winnipeg in the book. Yeah. And 
that they're going to sell the animals. They're going to sell the zoo because his dad has a quote unquote job opportunity in the book. It's not just a job opportunity. They're trying to get away from the political turmoil right. in, 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 in India, which makes a lot more sense. Right. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean job opportunity? You have a beautiful zoo here. Right. Like, I, mean, I don't, they do. I think mention in book, book, both book and movie that like the zoo's not really theirs like they yeah. own it but they don't own it like this town like, the like they own the animals it. yeah that's about it yeah they don't really have any say in like what happens to the zoo um but yeah i would have liked to have seen a little bit more of like yeah the reason we're leaving is because i we want a better life for our children right not because i have a job opportunity <laughs> yeah yeah because like in this time frame like the political world in india is not good right so so anyways they get on this big japanese freighter um they load all the animals and they head off to India. Isn't it Chinese or sorry to Canada. Isn't it Chinese in the book? Isn't it Chinese? Yeah, I think think? so. But in the movie it's Japanese. Um, so they're headed to Canada. Um, and all of a sudden my worst nightmare happens and a storm hits, which is always like, I don't understand how these ships like stay afloat in these, in these giant waves. They clearly don't. Not a lot of them do. Right. (laughs) Titanic anyone. (laughs) literally what i thought about yeah. while watching this Same. so so anyways the storm hits and it's like in the middle of the night pie wait it's so funny because pie's like awake he's like oh my gosh i want to go look and everyone else is silent yeah if that was happening to me i'd be like literally like white knuckles not sleeping <laughs> no shot anyways he's like i want to get a better view of this let me go to the deck i want to see this right so while he's out on the deck of this boat in the storm these alarms start going off and he can see very clearly that this boat is starting to take on water and it is going to sink. And then it hits an iceberg. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you wish. <laughs> and then Jack and Rose, you know, come floating down anyways. So he goes, he, he, cause his family's like in the bottom of the boat. And so he tries to get down there to save his family. And it's the, it's that was heart wrenching full of water. Like he's, he's swimming to try to get there and he can't, there's like a zebra floating past him. <laughs> Um, and oh, if, something that I forgot to mention though, like before this happens, his dad is, and tells him, you know, he, he's actually giving the animals seasick medication mm-hmm. because he's like, you don't want to like see this giant, you know, gorilla right. throw up or yeah. whatever. So another scene that we didn't really talk about either. Like they are not treated well on no. this boat, like, or the ship. Um, I think the cook gives like his mom lip and like his dad gets really angry. So like, it's clear that like. They're not wanted. No. And like the communication barriers yeah. is hard and whatnot. So anyways, he quickly realizes that he's not going to be able to save his family. Um, so he goes back up to the top of the boat, you know, trying to ask, ask for help. And these men push him out onto one of these safety boats. Um, and you know, what do they say in the Titanic? Load the boats. Women and children only. Women, women and, and children, children only. And all of the women and children are not there. So he gets pushed on onto this boat. And in all the hubbub, he ends up getting taken away on this boat by himself. Um, and then a zebra, like, flops down onto mm-hmm. it. So it's like him and a zebra are floating away. And he can see this the ship, like, going fully under at this boat. To me, I'm like, how is this little boat going to survive when this giant ship just went under? <laughs> like, not very likely, right? Anyways, we see him throw a life preserver out to something. He's thinking it's a person mm-hmm. out in the sea. Um, and he starts reeling in this freaking lifesaver. And it's freaking Richard Parker, the tiger. And he freaks out. And, and I that think Richard Parker. And I think this is the part in the book where we realize that Richard Parker is a tiger, is a tiger. and not an actual right. person. Right. Yeah. Like first he like thinks, okay, like I want, you know, come on board. And then he's like, wait, wait a minute. He's a Bengal tiger. Like, what, <laughs> yeah, like, what am I doing? Right. <laughs> so somehow Richard Parker got out of his cage, out of the under belly of the boat and is swimming around. So the storm has subsided. Uh, we find out that not only is a zebra on the boat, um, there's also a hyena on this boat. Good God. Which reminded me just, it's the Lion King. They did a very good job. It's like, the, and it's the cackling. It's the, and, and in the book, I mean the movie, he's annoying, but in the book, this hyena is even more like, Oh yeah. Like tor- running around circles. Him. Yeah. Well, and then we get kind of like a, um, internal thought of pie in the book here. He's like, 
So they weren't really trying to save me when they put me on this boat. They were hoping that I could be bait for the hyena or somehow kill the hyena so that they could then jump on the boat. Yeah. Like that's the thought process that mm-hmm. he goes through. He's like, oh, like they didn't care for me at no. all. They weren't trying to save me at all. No. Yeah. And so, so anyways, then we see poor little orange juice, Ugh, so the cute. orangutan, you know, just floating around. On and a bunch of bananas. On a bunch of bananas. <laughs> um, which, um, it, so he gets up, so Orange Juice gets on the boat. And then there's a bunch of bushels of bananas floating around. And this comes up later when he's telling the story. And people don't believe that all of these bananas float. When, in fact, bananas do float. You looked it up? Mm-hmm. Bananas are less dense than water. And they do, in fact, fact float. So, like, one banana would float? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, a, bun- a bushel of bananas? A bushel of bananas. They Interesting. Also, did you know that you can tell if an egg is bad? If an egg floats, it's bad. If it sinks, it's good. Good to know. Um, so then, so now, now we got the hyena, the zebra, and now poor little orange juice, not little, but orange juice, the Mm -hmm. orangutan on the boat. And, and pie is like hanging off the side of it on like the little, I don't even know what that thing is called. He did like a makeshift. He used one of the oars to like create like a, I don't know what those are called either. Like a mast. I don't know. Um, But he's referring to it as pie's arc now. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, welcome on to pie's arc. (laughs) (laughs) So the, the zebra is injured. The hyena ends up actually attacking the zebra, killing the zebra very quickly Mm. in the movie. Um, Yeah. In the book, it takes a while in the book. It takes a while in the book. It's more graphic. Mm-hmm. It's more, thank God they didn't show it. And like, I just yeah. didn't want to see that. Um, we end up, he does end up finding a bunch Natural of selection. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. That came out of nowhere. That was like a Richard Parker coming out from under the bottom of the boat. <laughs> Scared me. Sorry. It's fine. I'm glad that won't keep you up at night though. <laughs> So anyways, he does find, Pi does find a bunch of supplies in this rescue boat and has an emergency kit. And I'm like, wow, that's really nice. I wonder if all like rescue boats have that. Probably not. They should. I mean, I guess it depends on the size of the boat, right? Yeah. Also, he finds it way faster in the movie than he does in the well, book. Yeah. Like it takes Pi a while to realize, <laughs> to realize that's like, where oh, it is. there's stuff there. So he makes like a separate like makeshift raft um, out of some of these um, item so he doesn't have to be on the boat with mm-hmm. this hyena and then the hyena kills orange juice how dare he so sad but again thank god for the movie yeah just fast tracks it doesn't really show anything we know what happens and we move on yeah well and like the book it's so much longer like yeah. the struggle between the hyena and orange juice and like are they aren't they like mm-hmm. what's gonna happen who's gonna kill who like there was yeah. so much like turmoil <laughs> i know so anyways finally though the hyena thinks he's like the cream of the crop all of a sudden richard parker jumps out because he is on the boat he got on and he kills that stupid hyena that also happens super fast too in yeah. the book uh pie notices like richard parker comes out for like a second just to like mm-hmm. scope things out so he notices him down there and it takes like a day maybe mm-hmm. two before he finally attacks yeah. the hyena during that time the hyena is like still going crazy on yeah. the boat like he's basically killed everything that he thinks he can kill yeah. um, and then i don't know where comes richard parker finally so pie jumps off the boat really quickly to get onto his raft again because now he's like crap there's a giant tiger on this freaking boat right so (laughs) he comes back up to the boat he ends up finding you know more of the food and the water preserve like he's like there's like a um, like a cover like a tarp thing on half Mm -hmm. of the boat that richard parker can't get up on um so he's able to kind of sneak his way a little bit onto that side of the boat he finds a rat that's in there as well and as richard parker is trying to attack pie Pi then throws the rat at him. We don't really get in the book or sorry, in the movie at all of the thoughts about how Pi is like, how can I kill this tiger? Mm -hmm. Like in the movie, it never really, you can't, at least I couldn't tell that there was thoughts of like, crap, how can I'm going to kill this tiger? How can I do it? Yeah. It's very much more like, how can I survive alongside him? Mm -hmm. Or like, how can I dominate him or like show my dominance, which we get in the book too. But yeah, you're right. Like there's really not a thought of like, Oh, I actually think I stand a chance and I'm going to try to kill this. Right. Which we get like, he actually thinks that that's a possibility in the book. So we see that in those rescue supplies, there's also like a little journal 
Um, it's not really a journal. It's more like a, uh, no, it's like a book on how to survive. True. But then there's also, then he like, ha- there's a pencil. So he starts yeah. making like a little journal. He writes a note and puts it in a can, hoping that it's going to float up and someone's going to find it. I was really anticipating that thing coming back to him at some point and i was not ready for that you know how like sometimes yeah. when they when people do messages in a bottle it just washes up a shore yeah. or like i expected that to happen mm-hmm. thankfully it didn't <laughs> <laughs> um so he sees that you know if he tries to pull the boat closer again because he needs to get more of these supplies off there richard parker is way too close to the food and he's like still trying to figure out like how am i going to be able to like live alongside this freaking tiger so at this point Pie's like, all right, God, I'm get, leaving this up to you. You, you let you figure this out, and I will. It will I'm just gonna let it go, whatever. So he's reading the he's reading the survival guide, and it's very apparent that the survival guide is not meant for one person. Like yeah. it's very much like, you know, games to play with the other people on the mm-hmm. boat to keep your mind or whatever. So he has to like try to figure out how to like use some of these tips by himself, and then like talk to Richard Parker. <laughs> Which, I mean, we've all done. I talk to my dog when I'm by myself all I the time. Too. So yeah. keeps me a little bit sane. Um, so anyways, he ends up deciding that he's there is a whistle in this kit. And he's trying to train Richard Parker um, with this whistle. And it's very much so like the um, Pavlov dog experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what that is? No. So it I can't remember. So basically what it is, is that there was this experiment where... You ring a bell, you give a dog a treat, mm-hmm. ring a bell, give a dog a treat. And so at some point you ring the bell and the dog just starts salivating because he knows that he the, associates the he ring. Associate, with the, yeah. yeah. He associates it. So it's like associating a sound with a feeling that can cause a reaction. Interesting. So in okay. really the same thing, like if you are really hungry or thirsty mm-hmm. and you like have a cupcake right here, your mouth starts salivating because you know what that means, you know? Yeah. So anyway, are you talking about me personally? No, or? I'm just saying like in general, <laughs> like I have a Reese's up, up there. Like my, my what? mouth will start watering if it you comes too close. You should not have said that. <laughs> it's one of the Easter eggs too. Is it just one or like, can well, you no, share we, with the class? There's a little, we'll have one at the end. Okay, good. We are treat. <laughs> anyways. So anyways, he's trying to associate this whistle with seasickness mm. because we find out that animals can get seasick. Yep. So he'll, he blows the whistle. He rocks the boat around and the poor tiger gets seasick. It's the saddest thing. Right. But I mean, it's working, right? Uh, yeah, and it seems to, to be do. working. So anyways, he thinks it's working. So Pi gets back up on, on this boat and Pi marks his territory. <laughs> he pees all over the cover and he thinks it works. And then Richard Parker turns around and pees like on his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big F you. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Pi is able to get, um, fresh water, um, through this like fresh water system and the rescue thing, which I'm like, this is, this is nice. Yeah. Um, he actually even gives water to Richard Parker, which is very nice as well. Um, but he knows that, you know, eventually this tiger is going to get hungry Mm -hmm. and I am, and tigers are very good swimmers. So yes, I'm out on this other little raft, but eventually he's going to get hungry enough to where he's going to come and try to kill me. Right. Cause he's like, we usually you know, we usually feed these tigers like five kilos a day. Wow. So he tries to try to catch fish for, <laughs> for him. And he's taking a little too long. So Richard Parker actually jumps in the water and tries to start hunting pie and pie ends up getting into the boat. And he, there's like a hat, there's even a hatchet on this freaking <laughs> boat. And you think he's just about to kill Richard Parker with this hatchet. And he doesn't, mm-hmm. he looks at him. And he gives him these little puppy dog eyes and he, he doesn't kill him. That's probably our one scene where he contemplates yeah. it. That's about it. Though. Yeah. So anyways, Richard Parker is now like hanging on the side of this boat and it's like the saddest thing. But anyways, what Pi ends up doing, he makes another raft, gets all of the supplies off the boat. And so then he gets off the boat and then helps. He uses like a piece of wood or whatever to help Richard Parker get back onto the boat. Yeah. So now Richard Parker has the full boat. I thought that was interesting. Like, do all boats have, like, um, pallets at the bottom that you can use as raft, like, materials? I guess. Well, that was what the, like, that was what was covering the supplies. It was, like, the bottom of the boat. Uh, so, okay. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. These rescue, but that rescue boat was very well equipped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, anyways, 
he ends up catching a fish with a, this big fish um, in in the net that he has. And he actually ends up having to kill. He bashes the fish's head and he cries because he is a vegetarian. Right. Forgot to mention that. Yep. Um, but he does give that fish to Richard Parker, which is very nice. Um, <laughs> so now it's nighttime. And this is beautiful. This is one of the very visually beautiful mm-hmm. scenes. There's jellyfish all around um, the boat. And I was like, that seems dangerous. Um, but at some point, we see this giant, like, cosmic whale, like, come <laughs> out of the water and, like, splashes and, like, the food goes everywhere. I think in the move or in the book, like, the whale just kind of, like, grazes the side of the yeah, boat. Yeah, there's no, like, <laughs> giant splash of, of whale-ness, right. I guess. And yeah. he doesn't lose his, like, food and water. Right. Um so at this point, Pi has to get back onto the boat. And while he's on the boat, they get basically stuck in this swarm of these flying fish yeah. that are just at this point, just jumping onto the boat, which is great. Um, <laughs> and then he like gets hit in the face with fish and whatnot. And then this giant, like almost, I don't think it's a tuna, but like some giant yeah. fish ends up and him and Richard Parker, like, face off about this fish he stands his ground though mm-hmm. he get, yeah yep, but, and it, but i think in the book he mentions that he actually gives part of it to richard parker like yeah he eat the whole thing himself so at this point he's like all right i just faced off with this tiger like i actually think i can i can train him so um because he's like okay i need to figure out how i can train him so i can be on this boat like i can't not be on this boat and, and survive so he makes himself a little shade, which is nice. Um, and he even says like in the movie that, you know, Richard Parker kept him alert. Mm-hmm. Like if he didn't have the constant fear that this tiger might kill me, that he would have probably went crazy yeah, or died at, by this point. Well, yeah. And like in an area or in a situation like that, where again, you're not talking mm-hmm. to anyone, there's no civilization anywhere. You very much can get into that mindset yeah. of like delusion and like mm-hmm. not knowing what the heck is going on. Right. So yeah, him being afraid of Richard Parker benefited him because yeah. he was con- constantly alert. Well, and it gave him like a purpose too. Cause he's like, all right, I still got to care for this animal. I got to right. figure out how to feed this right. animal. One thing I wanted to mention, uh, I think th- there's no like specific mention of it, but you notice, um, throughout the days he starts marking the days on the boat um but in Uh the book he explicitly mentions how he's not been counting the days because he feels like that's that would cause him even more like stress to know like how many days have gone by and then obviously because it's a movie we can't really it's a pg movie yeah he also mentions in the book how like his clothes end up like deteriorating to the point where he's just basically naked all the time (sighs) which he before he gets that shade Mm -hmm. he's been in the sun basically all day every day so he starts getting like these gross like blisters and blisters and stuff awful so at this point though finally he sees a giant freight boat in the distance and so he sets flares off and smoke and and unfortunately though um they don't see him but in my mind i'm like oh my gosh like what if they saw him they come back to get him and they're like bro, there is a tiger <laughs> in this boat. Like, what do they do? Do they bring the tiger on? I don't think they do. They probably wouldn't, honestly. No, and that's so sad to yeah. think. But. Well, in, in the book, he does have the flare guns, but I think he just, like, starts shooting them at random times, yeah. hoping that someone will see it. He doesn't ever actually see a boat yeah. where he's like, oh, I need to get that, like, ship's attention yeah. or something. He just starts sh- shooting the flares, which I'm like, that's such a waste of flare right. because you don't know how close or far a ship might be. Right. <laughs> Um, then Pi starts like hallucinating at this point. He like sees like a bunch of animals in, in his family in the ocean. And he does hallucinate a couple different times in the, in the book. Like, I think there's even a part where Richard Parker starts talking in the book. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but anyways, uh, he starts writing in this journal again and we can see that it's, it's, you know, his hair is getting longer. He's getting thinner. Um, and this pencil that he's been using is basically gone. Yeah. Like, awful. They do mention that in the book. He's like, you know, at first I was afraid that I was going to run out of paper to like write Mm -hmm. my, you know, thoughts. I ended up not having enough utensils to write with. (laughs) So, and they, they're now seeing a giant storm is coming in. Um, so he starts preparing the boat um, for the storm. 
um, his journal that he's been writing in flies away, which is really sad. Which does not happen in the book. No. Which I didn't get why they needed to make the notebook. It's like their Will, his Wilson moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so at this point, the storm has started. The sky like opens up and the like lightning strikes and the cover. For- so and at this point, Pi's like kind of going crazy. Like he thinks that God is here to finally take him. Mm-hmm. So he like takes the cover off the boat and he's like, Richard Parker, come and see. And Richard Parker's like, put the freaking thing back on the, the cover on the boat, please. Poor Richard Parker's like drowning in the water. And he's like, no, look. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm ready to see God. He like surrenders himself. The supplies are like all gone. Right. And then at some point he's like looking at Richard Parker, like drowning and he realizes what he did. Right. So he's like, Oh my God, Richard Parker. I'm so sad. I'm so sorry. Like, let me, so he puts the cover back on the boat. Um, and him and Richard Parker just get like, just thrown around on this boat. One, uh, thing to note. So it's a little confused, confusing because in the book, some of the stuff like happens out of order a little bit. Mm-hmm. So one thing that does happen during the whole like fishing scene or whatever, um, Pi ends up actually um, catching a shark, like mm-hmm. a, a baby shark, essentially baby shark. Oh God. Okay. Anyway. So he, Richard Parker tries to attack the shark to like eat it. And the shark bites his paw. Mm-hmm. So he gets injured, which we don't get in the, yeah. in the movie. We do get sharks like, swimming around yeah but not, they're always like yeah. a possible threat but mm-hmm. this one actually ends up uh biting richard parker and then you know pie feels bad about it at one point i uh, i misspoke so they don't see any ships but at one point they actually almost like come in direct contact with an old oil tanker mm-hmm. that almost capsizes them and like they yeah they lose but thankfully they miss it by like a thread um and then to your point about how he starts having like hallucinations he has this like full-blown conversation where he thinks he's talking to richard parker mm-hmm. and he's like you know we're, they're talking about food and like what weird things that they're eating and stuff this is the part that confused me because then he realizes it's actually a so at this point he thinks he's gone blind in yeah. the book and he comes across another blind man in another boat and that's the man that he's talking to. So I didn't understand. Was he actually talking to a man? Was it Richard Parker the whole time? Like, I didn't get that. I don't get it. Which either. is probably I why think, they didn't put it in the movie. Probably. It's <laughs> probably not. I think it was just trying to add to this whole hallucination thing. Yeah. Um, and whatnot. But yeah, I didn't fully understand that yeah, either. It was very weird. Yeah. So this, the storm in the movie has now subsided. Um, a rainbow has come out. It's very beautiful. Um, but uh, Richard Parker's not doing okay. Probably because he was like basically drowning, right? right? So he's super thin. Um, in this, this actually made me cry. I literally cried in this mm-hmm. movie because they're too. sitting there on the boat, and Pi like goes up to Richard Parker, and like Richard Parker puts his head on Pi's lap, and it's like what my dog does. Me too. And I'm like, oh, and he's like, Richard Parker, we're dying, and it's Ugh. like, oh, it's like gut-wrenching so you know sad. um but then it start and it starts to rain and at this point you know pi like just tells god like okay we're ready to we're ready to die yeah. and then it like fades to black and then they wash up on a floating island what? <laughs> crazy little floating <laughs> island um pi starts eating um the grass and like the roots that are around the there algae. yep yeah. and uh so they walk around. Uh, well, Richard Parker is still, I think, just chilling on the boat. Um, but so Pi starts walking around, and there's like thousands of meerkats, like everywhere. It's <laughs> they're like, such funny creatures. They're so bizarre, right? And he like finds this like freshwater pond, and it seems like a very nice place to be, mm-hmm. right? Richard Parker ends up showing up and he like starts eating all the meerkats like he should <laughs> like just go for it, man. Um, plenty to go around. Right. Uh, Richard Parker ends up going back. We see him. We see kind of all. Sorry. Pi decides to like sleep in the trees that night. And while he's up in the trees, he sees all the meerkats like um, retreating from where mm-hmm. they were. And then he sees Richard Parker kind of doing a retreat as well. And he goes back to the boat um, to sleep in the boat for the night. Um, and we come to find out that at night, all of that fresh water like turns to acid Mm -hmm. and it like kills all the fish that are in there. And at one point he picks up 
like a piece of fruit that's in the tree and he opens it up and it has a human tooth in it. Yeah. Um, I think in the book it's like a bunch, he's peeling a bunch of fruit and then he finds the teeth well, in there. Well, not only that, but then when he finds that one, then he starts pulling the rest and there's 32 teeth of like a, what we yeah. presume to be a human that probably died on this uh, island. But yeah, we get so much more kind of detail about mm-hmm. this specific scene in this island. They're there for quite a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, like, you know they do they do retreat but like pie doesn't pick up on it for a little bit mm-hmm. like he at first he's like okay i guess richard parker is more comfortable in the boat at night like he's yeah. not a, he's not really sure and then eventually one night he ends up sleeping in the in the trees and that's the scene we get yeah. in the movie and, he, and then he realizes oh wow this island is carnivorous yes which is like crazy <laughs> crazy to think and like so we are coming to believe that this island consumes whatever is on it right. but i'm like how Anything are these live how are these meerkats still here well that's the point they go up to the trees the trees don't that's aren't true. acidic that's true yeah i don't know but anyways it's weird it's yeah. all weird so anyway so he decides that he's like yeah i can't we can't stay here right so he gathers like a bunch of supplies from that island and um he does say as he's floating away in the movie, he's like, we floated away from there and no one has ever seen that floating island ever again. So he like, did it even exist? He doesn't really know yeah. in his mind. If but he, he knows that it gave him exactly what he needed yeah. at the time, which was rest. Right. Because he, they would have died for right. sure. Exactly. So the next thing we get though, they have made it to the Mexico shores. Um, and we see Richard Parker jumps off the boat. Um, and Pi is basically like collapsed on the shore and he's watching Richard Parker just walk towards the jungle. And he, you know, we get the inner dialogue of him saying, you know, I thought Richard Parker would at least like look back Mm -hmm. or try to say goodbye. And he stops at the jungle, but then doesn't ever turn back or whatever. And that goes back to the whole thing. Like, do these animals actually care? Do right. they have a soul? Do yeah. they, you know, have emotions, t- right. connections? That was, and- his, that was his dad's whole thing, right? Like, don't feel like when you're looking at an animal, you're seeing yourself reflected back. Yeah. Like these are animals and they yeah. will do whatever it takes to survive. Yeah. Which um, is essentially what Richard Parker was doing. Which is maybe true for tigers, but that is not true for my dog. Because our dogs are dependent on us. <laughs> like literally my dog will watch, will like just sit at the doors like I'm home. I will say though, cats, I can cats see. Could cats could be a little different. Cats are a little shady. <laughs> um, so anyways, a group of men end up finding Pie on the, on the shore He's like bawling his eyes out at this point. And he says, he's like, it wasn't because like I was found or I was sad about my family. He's like, Richard Parker broke my heart. Yeah. He said (laughs) goodbye or he didn't say goodbye and he left unceremoniously, which is like so sad. So we do find out that Pi has been at sea for like 277 days or something Mm -hmm. like that. So almost an entire year ish, ish, you know, (laughs) good part of a year, year. (laughs) good part of a year. Um, and we see him in the hospital and we find we, there's like these Japanese men that are there trying to talk to him and get answers on why he thinks the boat sank. I'm like, what? I'd be like, I don't know the giant waves. Like why would this poor kid know why the boat sank? Right. Yeah, but you know, you know, those people exist where they have I to like know. find a reason the for insurance something. Form yeah. or whatever. So, um, he tells them the story with the animals in it. Um, and they don't believe it whatsoever. Um, we don't get a whole lot in the movie about his time at the hospital, mm-hmm. like his relationships with the nurses or really his condition, right? you know, or anything where we get a little bit more of that in the book. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so these men did not believe his, so this part, you need to tell me how you're interpreting all of this. I'll try. Cause I don't really know what I'll I'm, try. What I'm I don't even know if I know. So anyways, he tells them this whole story about him and the animals basically what we just heard and saw and saw mm-hmm. is what he's telling these men. They don't believe it. That's not what they want to hear. They even like do this thing with the, with the freaking bananas. Cause they don't even in believe the book, in, yeah. yeah. They, in the they book, try they, to make yeah. it float. They try <laughs> and, to make, and the guy's like, yeah, it actually does float. <laughs> right. So if we don't get that in, in the movie, but so anyways, he says, okay, well you don't believe that story. Let me tell you the story you want to hear. And basically he replaces the animals with actual people. Mm-hmm. And so now we're with the, the writer that is interviewing adult pie at this moment. And he's like, so pie asked the writer, you know, 
which story do you prefer? And the writer's like, the one with the animals. And then he goes, yeah, so so do I. Or so does everybody or yeah. something like that. And it's like, I, I like, are we led to believe that he actually was there with real people? Or I don't asking? know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. My interpretation, and this goes back to, we didn't really touch on it, but at the beginning of this kind of story, I think Pi like thinks like, who unlocked these animals? Yeah. Like who, you know, opened them and then now they're like floating in the ocean or whatever. Yeah. The reason I bring that up is because I do think that the story is with people. Yeah. And you know, that the fake for, for us fake story that he tells these two men mm. is actually the real story. But if you replace humans with these animals, it becomes a much more fantastical story. It becomes much more, mm. you know, just, um, E- easier to consume easier not not in the sense that like it's more believable yeah but it's just a easier pill to swallow than yeah. to think that a man would you know chop a guy's leg off and and throw him overboard as bait or mm-hmm. kill an uh, you know unsuspecting woman for the sake of just you know like the, right. the story that he tells is just kind of gross but when yeah. you put animals in the place of those yeah. it's like that's natural right mm-hmm. to my point earlier about natural selection and this yeah. is just the way of the yeah. animals that's that was my take on it that's interesting i think i might take that too my only thing is with richard parker like if you put a man as richard parker did that man just walk into the jungle and no one heard of that guy ever again <laughs> you know what i mean like well, you think that they would well, have he's found supposed to be richard parker right he's the tiger oh yeah that's true so he survived is kind of the essence of that, right? Richard Parker survives. He goes off into his natural habitat, I guess. And so does Pi. Oh, it makes my brain hurt thinking <laughs> about it. But it makes sense. Like, it, it, if you think about it that way, it's like, like what a smart concept. Yeah. Like, what an ingenious concept. Yeah. And what a way to tell that type story. Yeah. So, anyways, the movie wraps up. Um, we find out that Pi is now married. He has two kids. His son is named after his late brother, um, and the mo- the last scene in the movie is uh, Richard Parker walking into the jungle. Mm-hmm. And then it ends. Yep. So crazy. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the end of the book is basically a, um, I think the hospital report mm-hmm. or like the report of the shipwreck. Yeah. Which basically kind of in- tells us like they didn't really find out why the ship yeah. sank, obviously. Um, but that they met this, you know boy or Mm -hmm. now a man who has lived a incredible story um and he's you know lived to tell the tale essentially crazy yeah so i would say that yes the movie did stay true to the book yeah i would agree with that um with you know a couple little things here and there yeah um are you going book or movie movie yeah one thousand beautiful it's so well done it's like Mm -hmm. unreal and like i said earlier the book really like reads as like a manual to me yeah it's a little hard to like a lot of times when he was talking about the different animals, yeah. I found myself like dozing a little yeah. bit because I was listening on audio while I read mm-hmm. along, trying to grab like what the core of the story yeah. was, right? Whereas the movie really like tells you Stuck exactly what it. you need yeah. to know. And it's just so like visually beautiful. Right. Exactly. So that was a good one. You redeemed yourself. Yeah. I didn't fully want to do this one and I, I enjoyed was, it. I was, I was hoping that I could redeem I myself for this it. one. I, I had a feeling, I mean, when a movie wins Oscars, it's gotta be somewhat good, right? You'd think, <laughs> right? You'd think. You'd think. <laughs> All right. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the booby girls. You can also email us at the at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. If you want to sign up to listen to our bonus content, you just have to go to patreon.com forward slash the booby girls to sign up. What are we doing next week? We are doing Hidden Figures. Yes. Which um, I know stars Octavia Spencer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I can't remember who else. That's all I remember. But I, hear I haven't it, actually seen it. I though. heard it's a great movie. That one wasn't that one nominated for some Oscars mm-hmm. and stuff I think too. it was too. So yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. I don't really know. I know it's based off of a true story, mm-hmm. um, but that's about all I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to watch that. I love Octa- Octavia Spencer, so yeah. it should be a good one. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye. <laughs>